When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome. Hope everyone's having a great week. It's a a great day here in the New York City area, but I can tell you right now it wasn't the case earlier this week. We actually had a tornado here in this area, not like your typical funnel cloud, but just a wall of just massive wind that uh, took down trees. I mean, crazy. But you know what? Here at Sustainable Success, we adapt and we move forward and it's all good. Let the show go on, and that's what we're doing here today. If you are new to Sustainable Success, again, you found us here on the Voice America Influencers channel. But you could also uh, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and also our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There you'll find many of our great guests we've had on over the last few years, sharing their words of wisdom and their great insights to help scale your business to the next level and also help with your own personal and professional development. Today's show is being brought to you by Link2Expert at Link2Expert.com. Again, check them out. Again, if you are looking for any insights to just about anything in your professional, personal development side, uh, check out Link2Experts. They have a list of different experts uh, that address many different areas that people may have certain requirements or needs. And again, uh, they're at your fingertips that you can navigate to pick uh, the source that could best adapt to your current situation. Again, that's link2expert.com. Today's uh, uh, show, we're going to be talking about stickability, the power to persevere. And again, we are are very lucky to have Dr. Greg Reed with us today, who is going to be sharing some powerful insights from uh, this book and and solutions that uh, come about where stickability can really apply. And he's going to be sharing some stories from, uh, you know, the Think and Grow Rich uh, amongst other things that he has gathered over the years, also through his secret knock, uh, to shed some insight on how we can persevere to really take our businesses and lives to another level. Before I introduce Greg, I'll give you a little background about Dr. Greg Reed. For over 25 years, Greg has inspired hundreds of thousands of people to take personal responsibility to step into the potential of their greatness. And as such, his life of contribution has been recognized by government leaders, a foreign princess, as well as luminaries in the education, business, and industry. Uh, Dr. Greg Reed has been published in over 100 books, including 28 bestsellers in 45 languages, titles such as Stickability, The Power of Perseverance, The Millionaire's Mentor, and Three Feet from Gold, Turn Your Obstacles into Opportunities, have inspired countless readers to understand that most valuable lessons we learn are also the easiest ones to apply. Greg is known best for being founder and CEO of Secret Knock, an exclusive event and professional collaboration community focusing on partnership business development. He is also the producer of the Oscar-qualified film Wishman, based on the creator of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And without further ado, we welcome Dr. Greg Reed to the show. Greg, how are you doing today? That's it. That was a heck of an introduction. I, I want to meet that guy. <laughs> well, he's a great guy. I, I know for sure. So, Greg, I, it is such a pleasure to have you. I know, you know, you're so busy doing so many amazing things. 
you know, even even during this difficult period of COVID that we're all doing all virtual. And uh, so, you know, stickability, I love that term. And I, I just wanted to, you know, kind of, you know, from your perspective, you know, share a little bit about what the term stickability means and why it's so important for success in our day-to-day lives and business. Yeah, and Chris, great to see you again. I mean, you and I go back for a guy in about probably a decade now. It's, it's awesome to see you still rocking out there. Uh, long time ago, about 12 years ago, 13 years ago, the Napoleon Hill Foundation granted me an exclusive opportunity at that time to carry on the teachings of the 20th best-selling book in history called Think and Grow Rich. And through Napoleon Hill's work, one word that kept sticking out was stickability, the power to persevere. So I wrote a book where I went around the world and I interviewed some of the most powerful and influential humans to find out what stickability meant to them. You know, everyone would say, don't quit, keep going. But it's like, how do you do that? You know, is there, is there a process for it? And so what happened is that we put it into a, uh, you know, text format and went on to become a worldwide bestseller. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And you have been such a, a huge advocate of the Thinker Rich Grove Foundation. And I've gathered so many powerful people behind it and all the great things that have been an offspring uh, since then. So, you know, you know, again, with the stickability, you know, when you think about that, you know, what are some things that you can suggest to the audience? We, we have so many people uh, that listen to the show that are in different phases of their businesses. Uh, some, you know, are in their own business. Some work for companies as business leaders. Some are just, you know, looking to go out on their own for the first time and might be in the starting stages. You know, if you could share some of your valuable wisdom, you know, where people may be and where this concept can really resonate for them. Well, I would rather just share with you one of the greatest couple of takeaways from the Stickability book. And by the way, people yeah. uh, listening to this, that book was written, I mean, I don't even know, eight years ago, something like that. But it, the, the principles still stand true. It's probably even more so today. And the very first person that I, I sat down with for the project, his name was Marty Cooper, who invented the cellular phone. And I said, Marty, I go, what does stickability mean to you? And he said, stickability has to be parallel with another word called flexibility. He says, if you're not willing to adapt and adjust, you'll get stuck. And he told a story about a spider monkey. He said, in the rainforest, you can't catch it. Spirit, too wiry. It's just too smart and cunning. He goes, but one hunter figured it out. He said he took a heavy log, drilled a tiny hole, dropped a peanut inside, and left it at the base of the jungle. The monkey would smell the nut, come down from the treetop, reach his hand inside, grab a hold of it, and then his fist becomes so big he can't pull it back out, become anchored to the log. Now, all he's got to do is let go, but he holds on with dear life, thinking that nut is nutrition that's saving him. The hunter comes by an hour later and captures this elusive spider monkey. And the moral is, are we holding on to our own nut in life? But it could be in the form of a job or a deal or a house or a car or guilt or a relationship. And what we think is saving us right now, just like the monkey thought the nut was, could be the same thing that's leading to our own demise this moment. Sometimes we have to have the courage and fortitude to simply let go and adjust and adapt so we can live to fight another day. Wow, that's so powerful, and that is so true. I always like to say that when you when you had just mentioned that, it's like I think of like limited beliefs. A lot of times, people may not even know that they're part of their you know that's working behind the scenes 
that might be keeping them stuck, like you said, in that job or holding on to that that nut like it like it's actually serving them and, and keeping them safe and secure. But it, in reality, it's actually dragging them down, preventing them from taking a certain risk or taking an opportunity that can actually propel them forward. Right. I mean, a lot of people just don't look for and capitalize on unexpected opportunity, just like we're all going through right now. As crazy bad as it is, there is a boatload of opportunity around us. But if you don't look for it, you won't see it. Uh, The famous philosopher Rumi said, whatever you seek is also seeking you. And I remember sitting down with a guy who started Chick-fil-A restaurants. His name is Truett Cathy. And he said that that's all he does in life. And that's how he became a billionaire. He said, I stopped planning and I started looking. And so what do you mean? He says, well, if I want to get to the end of the street, and that's my goal. He goes, I have to have stickability that I will not give up until I reach my destination. He goes, but I look for and capitalize on unexpected opportunity. He goes, I get off my sofa. I start moving to the end of the street. And then I look, did a kid leave a skateboard or a bicycle out to make my journey shorter? He goes, if I get lucky, I'll wave down a neighbor who's driving by and hitch a ride to the end of the street. He said, either way, I'll get to my goal, my destination. I'm just not caught up in exactly how it has to transpire. Mm. And that's a, you made a great point, Greg, you know, and that's a great uh, illustration of uh, such a success. I mean, it's such a successful franchise. And when you think about it, it's like people get caught up too much in the how and, you know, all the details, it's got to be perfect. And and in this case, it, for him, it's like, you know, his goal is that he's going to get there no matter what know whatever gets in the way it's so 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 powerful uh what are some other uh, ideas you could share from you know from stickability that you feel could really uh really you know help somebody here listening or those that will be listening later on demand that could you know relate to stickability that could you know shift their way of thinking uh to, to do something they haven't done well one of the biggest chapters of Think and Grow Rich, people don't realize was the last chapter. And it was dedicated to one topic called fear. And what's interesting is when Napoleon Hill wrote that classic teachings, they talked about the fear of old age and the fear of poverty and the fear of loss of love. And I don't think those are relevant today. I think today's fears are the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of pain. But the biggest one is the fear of judgment, you know, what other people are thinking. And, you mm. know, there's a bumper sticker that says, what would you do if you couldn't fail? And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if you threw that away and replaced it with, what would you do the moment you stopped giving a darn what people thought? You know, would you start your business? Would you ask that person out for the date? And the big funny thing is, nobody's thinking about you. (laughs) They're dealing with their own life situation. (laughs) So for those who have been sitting there going, hey, I'm waiting for that right time. Well, this is it. There's never a perfect time, but right now is the ideal time. Nobody's peeking inside your window to see you write your book. Trust me. Nobody's going to steal your idea for a movie. No one's going to. This is the most ideal time in the history of the planet Earth we have to get started on that concept that you've been holding on with your life. So the whole idea is to move forward. And the way you move forward in spite of your fear is to stop focusing on lack what you're missing, what, you're, what you don't have. Find a solution. For example, in stickability, I sat down with Steve Wozniak, who started Apple Computer with Jobs. And I said, well, what was your mission? He says, well, when microchip processors came out, these little microchips cost you know, so much money, he goes, we could only afford one chip. He goes, Jobs sold his Volkswagen, 
I sold my calculator. We pooled our money to buy one of these magical devices. The Hewlett-Packard would make machines that go from point A to point B with 20 chips. They had all the money of God. He said, so I pull away five, and I get to go from A to B using only 15. And then I pull away five and get it to work with 10. Eventually, we went from A to B using our one chip, because that's all we could afford. He goes, but by embracing that as an opportunity, we changed the way people do personal computing for the rest of the world for the rest of their life. He said, where could you be right now in your own life, in your own business, sit in front of your computer, listen to your iPhone right now, if you stop looking at something as your greatest challenge and obstacle, but it could just be your greatest blessing and opportunity in disguise. Wow, that is so true. I mean, what you, you just described, the way I interpret it is that, you know, here they are, you know, they're a, they're a small guy on the street here. They're competing with, you know, HP, have all the money in the world. And they could have said, oh, you know, we can't compete with them and, you know, getting caught up in the problem and then rather than really focusing on the solution. And, and, and then what they did is that they, they took something that, that they felt they believed in and knew that they could, you know, do something better even with what they had at the time. And it's so powerful. You know, I guess what you were, we could shift, Greg, for that is like, you know, that, and that's a perfect example is like how we think, you know, like, like even with the Think and Grow Rich, like how people think and process things and how they, what you had said, you know, instead of looking at something as more of a problem or a challenge, you look at it as a, a way to grow and as an opportunity to be innovative and come up with solutions. Talk about the power of our thought and think, you know, and how we think to make that happen. Well, Bob Proctor, you know, and I did a book together called Think and Grow Rich, Thoughts Are Things, where, again, for years, he and I went around the world and interviewed modern-day thought leaders to find out how their thoughts become reality, and just like the law of attraction, and we realized that we do not attract what we want in life. We only attract more of what we already are. And so what happens is that we have to be very careful of our thoughts, but more importantly, it is our actions that create our true reality. So, for example, mm. we sat down with top neuroscientists from Harvard you know, University, and they said, look, because it's a proven fact, we have 64,000 thoughts a day. They said majority of those thoughts are called ants, automatic negative thoughts. They're the reptilian part of your brain to protect you, to keep you safe. He says, if you had 64,000 thoughts a day and almost all of them are negative, then everything would be pure chaos and drama in your life. But it's not. It's only the thoughts in which you took action on become your realities. It's the same thing if you're driving down a road and someone pulls in front of you and you think about smashing in the back of a car, but you don't because that thought would have become your reality. If thoughts were things, I'd probably be a slice of pizza right now because I'm hungry. So <laughs> as soon as we're done with this, Right, and I call up Uber Eats, and they bring me a slice of pizza. Well, my thoughts become realities by the actions in which we take. So, if you want to know really how you're thinking, look around at your reality because that is a great definition of exactly how you see. Wow, that's so true. So, if somebody is not where they want to be, it's your and fault. they obviously know that it's, your they, fault. They, it's because of the it's lack of action, right? They're not taking it's action. Their fault. Yeah, uh, yeah, we we yeah. are. Yeah, minus. The situation of having some illness or disease or something of this nature, the fact of the matter besides that is that we are where we choose to be. 
Yeah, so the, the realities are where we're at is where we chose to be. On the same note, it's your choice and your obligation and your responsibility to get out of it. Here's what's really funny thing, because even the best things in life, a dream is just a dream until it comes true, and then it becomes a responsibility. Like everyone wants a Ferrari or a boat until they get one, and they go, holy smokes, I had no idea the upkeep or the hassles, right? Everyone wants to get married until you you know, you realize the commitment that comes with that. You want a child until they're born, and then you go, holy smokes, there's a lot of stuff. You still want those things. You have cherished them, but you realize that a dream, once comes true, also becomes a responsibility. Yeah. I guess that comes down, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> but, you know, like exactly. you said, it is. It's that it, you got to really, you got to be responsible. Yeah. You have to own, you have to own that role and duty you know, you know, I like to call it the process, Greg, and I like to get your viewpoint on it because like, so many people are always, like you said, they're dreaming and they're wishing and they're waiting for something to happen, but they're not exactly doing their part or they maybe they think they are, but they're not really planting the seeds enough or they're not doing their part within their control. Talk about the importance because you really you really taught you were you were talking about that, but I like to go into that further for the audience. Cause I think that's where a lot of people sometimes drop the ball. Cause they, they're not maybe doing their part. They're always expecting something else that's going to make all that happen for them. Yeah. I appreciate you asking. And on the same note, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a life coach. Yeah. I'm an author. And so, you know, each person has their own way of doing stuff. Yeah. I will share from one of my books though, is I, I did a, a latest one. It's called Wealth Made Easy. And it, as I'm saying this, I go, I really sound old, but it's true. Again, three years went around, and I interviewed people worth $100 million to a $1 billion. And, you know, I just want to talk about money. Uh, not personal development, not what you ate for breakfast or the monster yeah. you did, but, you know, what, what, what did you do to make dough? And this same topic came up. And basically, it came down to something called CPC. It's about accountability and responsibility for every single thing that happens. It's about not blaming other people. And the most successful, wealthy people live their life this way. And this, fortunately, is the way I live mine as well. So I'm going to share it with everyone. CPC is an acronym that stands for Clues, Patterns, Choices. Again, it is your fault. So it works like this. If I go out on a first date, I'm a single guy, and she shows up 20 minutes late, well, that is a clue. If I go on the second, third, and fourth date, and she's 20 minutes late, it forms what we call a pattern. Now, it is my C, choice, whether I deal with it, adjust it, yell at her, break up with her, but it's not her fault. She's just late. It's not my wow. job to fix somebody. Great. Great. Can, we, can we elaborate on that? Can we? Because we have to go to break, I and I really wanted you to elaborate. That is mm. so – oh, my God. I cannot wait to get back from the break because I, I didn't want to have you start. You and then, all right. This is perfect. Again, uh, we're listening to Greg Reed again, Dr. Greg Reed. Again, stickability, the power of pers to persevere. Again, we got, we're going to get some great insight coming back here on clues. And, uh, uh, Greg, what was it again? Clues and then patterns, choices, again. DPT, said, clues, patterns. In a few minutes. Beautiful. Beautiful. We got more to come from Dr. Greg Reed, and we'll be right back after the break.
What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back again. We're here with Dr. Greg Reed. We're talking about stickability, the power of perseverance. And again, uh, where we had left off, we were talking about the concept of, again, clues, patterns, and choices. This is CPC, uh, Greg's acronym for it. He's going to share with us now a little bit more insight where we left off. And again, those that are just joining us, that uh, you can uh, catch the first half, first segment of this show in its entirety later today on demand. So, Dr. Greg, talk about, like, just again, the acronym for those that might have joined in and maybe missed that, um, you know, that what CPC is, again, and kind of like, you know, illustrate, you know, from your point of view, where this is such, places such an important role in the topic today. Yeah, for those of you just tuning in, you just missed it. We talked about the secret of life, where Bigfoot is, and where space aliens hide. So, sucks to be you, but okay. CPC stands for Clues, Patterns, Choices. It's about accountability and responsibility for every single thing that happens. Stop blaming other people. And if the easiest way for an example of this one, like I said earlier is that, you know, if you go out on a first date, she's late, there's a clue, she shows up late consistently, there's a pattern, then it's your choice whether you deal with it or break up with her. Well, it's the same thing in business. How many times have we seen someone with a bad reputation, they'll cheat your best friend, you do business with them thinking it'll be different this time, and then when things go awry, you're mad at that person. You saw the clue, you saw the pattern, and you made the choice to do it anyway. Stop crying about it, suck it up, it's your fault. It'd be the same thing as seeing a rattlesnake rattle, bite your kid's sister, you go to you know, pet the snake, it bites you, and you're mad at the snake. So the whole thing is we see the clues, we see the patterns, and we make the choice. The most successful people, the most happy people, go through that process as fast as humanly possible, and they weed out all the people that they don't want in their life. So, so true. So, so true. And why do you think people... I mean, I mean, again, you know, I think a lot of times people do this just again because they're maybe they again, they've just been this has happened. And it's almost like a 
I don't know, maybe it's a form of self-sabotage in a way. Again, I always like to attribute this to limited beliefs, you know, that can interfere and cause people to do these things. They, they know it logically, but they think things are going to be, you know, different for them. And then what, what happens? The same thing happens to them. What they, you know, knew about happened to someone else. And uh, so talk a little bit about like, you know, some of the people that have, you know, weed through this, some of the successful people that are able to get through that and really align themselves with better situations. It doesn't mean life is perfect or business is perfect all the time, but, but, you know, they increase their, their, their odds, so to speak, to be, you know, place them in better situations. Well, I'll give you an example in business. I mean, the realities are if you've got an idea for, you know, a great business concept and you're telling your knucklehead friends that are unemployed and sit on the couch and don't have gas money and you're trying to explain how you're going to be an entrepreneur and do these things. Well, it's on you guys. That, that's your fault. That's the feedback you're getting. Successful people seek counsel and failures listen to opinion. Counsel is based on ignorance, lack of knowledge, inexperience, like all your family friends who've never done what you want to do. Counsel is based on wisdom, knowledge, and mentorship. People have paved the way. If you go to a family and friend and say, I'm going to write a best-selling book, they're going to try to protect you and keep you safe because they know you got a D in English, plus they've never written a best-selling book. But if you go to Jack Canfield, who wrote Chicken Soup, he's going to say, hey, before you get started, here's what you need to know and give you counsel based on wisdom and knowledge and mentorship. If we would spend our activity only seeking counsel and ignoring people's opinion, that's the day your life will change. Yeah. So, so true. So it's so important, I guess, you know, like to seek out role models, like you said, like a Jack Canfield, someone like yourself. Um you know, and to learn from and to see and how that can model to themselves. What are like, what are, right. what, what do you suggest? Like, I guess that would be considered stickability too. I mean, you know, do you well, like yeah. mentorship? Would you look at it as mentorship? Is that would be a term, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's the secret. Surround yourself with people you have respect for, not people you have influence over. So for example, look, I got great people I go play tennis with. Uh, I've got amazing people that I play poker with. But I'm not going to ask them about my, you know, public speaking and my book writing. They have no freaking idea. So yeah. the whole thing is I'm not going to do that. What I do is I seek people I have respect for, not people I have influence over when I'm asking for business counsel. So, for example, you know, when I wanted to become a best-selling author, I went to Barnes & Noble and I bought every best-selling book. I didn't go to the best writing section. I didn't want to be a great poet. I just wanted to be a best-selling author. And I asked those people how they did it. I put my own spin on it, duplicated it, and here we are today. I got a star on the walk of fame for being an author. And so the whole concept is surround yourself with people that are getting the results you want. When I wanted to climb Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa, I did not ask a dope-smoking surfer here in California <laughs> to take me to the roof of Africa. I found a Sherpa that I climbed it 900 times. Wherever they put their boot print, I put my boot print. I followed successful actions of others. It is that simple. Wow. So it's not like you're trying to reinvent the wheel here. You're you're taking what maybe has been done, but you you know, you find a way to do it in your own way, in a way that's that aligns with who you are, your personality, your skills, uh, and not, you know, again, not focusing on the, your weaknesses. Would that be safe to say? Yeah, I work my strengths and hire my weaknesses. But more, you know, you're even being more in depth and like, you know, psychologically stuff than I am. I mean, I'm just yeah. Shut up and, and find people that know what they're doing and do it. I mean, that's it. 
You know, it, 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 I don't I don't sit down and go, oh, you know, the philosophy of the I, I just don't play that. I'll give you an example. Uh, uh, years ago, I interviewed a, a gentleman in stickability. His name's Frank Shakewitz, and he's the founder of a nonprofit called Make a Wish Foundation. You know, it grants wishes to terminally ill kids. And during an interview at Secret Knock, I asked him a question. I said, you know, what was your wish? And he says, what do you mean? I says, well, you're the founder of Make-A-Wish. What did you ask for? And he says, well, no one asked. I says, well, I want to be the guy that grants your wish. What would you like? Anything you want. I'll buy you a Lamborghini, a house, anything you want. I'll give it to you. And he says, no, I just want my story to be told so my grandkids will know that I did something. So he signed over his life rights. And I said, well, I'll make it into a major feature film. Just know I've never made a feature film. And he trusted me, and it took six years and trials and tribulations, but we made it into a movie that actually made the ballad for the Oscars this year, and we're trending worldwide on Netflix today, called Wish Man. And you know, people go, oh, that's easy because you know what to do, and you live in Cal. No, I had no idea. All I did is I went on to Craigslist, and I posted an ad. I'm looking for a, you know, a screenwriter to help me with, get started. And that person who answered it ended up writing the screenplay, directing the movie, and we've produced it with me, and we've won all these awards around the world. That's amazing. That's amazing. Just like, like what we talked about earlier, it was or when you used the, uh, the founder of Chick-fil-A, like, again, you, you, it wasn't about the how. It was, again, that you were going to make this happen no matter what. And, you know, it's kind of like, hey, we'll figure it out. It's not like you don't have a plan, but yet – you're not just you're not like waiting for the plan to be so perfect to actually carry it out because then you may have never gotten out of the gate or you'd still be working on putting it all together. And now it it is a reality. It's out there and it's done so, so well, uh, you know, so true. That, that is fabulous. And I'm sure, Frank, I mean, the way I've seen all the posts, how thrilled he was in what you did for him in terms of really bringing that story you know, that's been, you know, in the making since, God, what, the 70s now? That's how that's how far along it, it went back, right? Well, yeah, he started in 19, 1980. It was interesting. Oh, though, 1980. As you yeah. mentioned. Yeah, when you mentioned that, when I dropped, after we watched the first major screening in a, like in a big theater, uh, I remember I drove him to the airport and I dropped him off and he got out of the car and he took like three steps. Big John Wayne character, cowboy hat, and he turned to me and said, Greg, I'm in the car and he goes, Wish granted. And, oh, man, it just, <laughs> I swelled up. I was like, oh, man. And I, that was one of the coolest moments I've ever had in my life. Wow, that's fantastic. I mean, for you, you think about all the good things that this man did in helping so many kids fulfill their wish. You know, it wouldn't have been possible if, you know, if it were for him. And then here you come and you grant his wish. And it's, and it's ironic that, you know, no one ever asked him. You know, it's like, you know, again, you know, I always... I always like to live my life personally, me, you know, give without expectation, receive without resistance. And he gave, he gave without expectation, but yet he, you know, it, it, in the end, you know, he received, you know, not only did he receive from all the great feedback and the, you know, the people that he, you know, helped, you know, fulfill their dreams, but he actually, did, he had something now that he can actually leave a legacy to, to his grandkids uh, about about his story and about about him as you know their grandfather. So I I think that's a powerful thing that you did, and um, so 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 true what it what it means to this what we're talking about stickability. So what are, what would you say like you know in the case like what you did for Frank 
would you know what would be something like if somebody were to do that for someone else it doesn't matter what it is again like what from your perspective what what was it that you received even though you you know you weren't expecting but what you received from giving frank that that wish what was it that you really you know really inspired you or you know you received from that and and that would be great for the audience to know well, it was the feeling of accomplishment and stickability, <laughs> the power to persevere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, first there's, a, first there's a dream, and then there's a challenge, and then comes victory. And fortunately, almost everyone quits in their challenging times. And it's the people that persevere and go from point A to point B, those are the ones that come out on top that we tell all the stories about today. So again, never give up before the miracle happens, and you don't have to know everything. You just have to have the vision and the clarity along with the stickability and the flexibility to make that dream come true. Wow, that's so true. I remember you just kind of reminded me back in 2008, I was at a, uh, a, a global traveler's okay. event. I was, in, uh, I was in that business briefly, and uh, I remember Richard Branson was the keynote speaker, and he was, you know, he had a party that evening. He had, you know, he had, he had a party for at the event and he brought INXS in that band from the eighties from Australia. And it was really cool. And I remember a group of us talking with him and they asked him, I said, when you have a, like an opportunity to help someone or, you know, to, to fill a void, you know, how do you go about it? He says, if I see something that, you know, that looks promising, I say yes. And then, but then, you know, I'll figure it out along the way, like kind of what you just kind of in a way said, you know, it's not that he didn't, you know, you don't plan, but yet you're not you're not caught up in the planning stage for for months and months or years and years. You figure a way if you if you know it's right, and you know it w- will add value and bring joy to people. You you'll you just do it and you'll find a way. And like you said, you embrace those challenges and got through them. And then you know the end result is the film came out. It was a success, and uh, you fulfilled the dream for Frank. And not to mention other people you inspired through his story. So I think that's really powerful. What are some other yeah, things? And you talk, great, about, you talk yeah. about a Branson and, and, you know, all these different people, people see, it's so funny, the, the, the fine line between being a hero and being a failure is so small. It's such a small, yeah. it's small window. Like if you look at Richard Branson and you really Google his accomplishments, the guy is a huge failure. I mean, just a massive failure. And he had, oh, yeah. you know, two or three hits, but everything else was just a, a dismal. And so, you know, you don't need to have everything be a success. You just need one success. And same as yep. you look at a Donald Trump who's running, you know, the most powerful man in the world right now. Yeah, if you go back and look at Trump water and Trump steaks and Trump, <laughs> Trump, all the different stuff that failed miserably, no one focuses on that. They only focus on the wins. And so the whole thing is that just keep going. It's been said that you need to be at bat as an entrepreneur 26 times before you have a success. So 26 times, but how many people you know, open up that yogurt shop and they fail and they never do another business? You're only at bat one time. You get 25 to go. And, and that is the way it is. So for me, I never get caught up in my challenges or my setbacks. I just realize it's a deck of cards. Every time I flip one, if it's a two, I don't cry and run away because it wasn't a king. I just keep flipping until finally I know a king is in there hiding for me. Exactly. 
And like you said, you learn along the way. I mean, this is what you, you know, I like, you know, the process I like to call it. Like you, you learn from those setbacks or, you know, those, if you want to call them failures, I always say it's, it's only failure if you quit, like you were talking about before, because you're going to learn something from that to apply to the next venture. And uh, it's so important. You know, we got about three minutes left to the break, Greg. And I just wanted you, another point that you brought up about this, you know, that it only takes one success out of so many. But, you know, I, the one word that kind of sticks out in all this to me is consistency. You got to be consistent, not when you persevere. Talk a little bit about, you know, that the importance of consistency uh, when it comes to, you know, stickability and, you know, in persevering. Uh, you know, I, you, you brought up a great question, and I would have to think on that one because I don't really agree to that. And so okay, that's my fine. original, yeah, my instinct of that one is I think your character needs to be consistent, but that's about it. Because again, if you're going to have adaptability and adjustability to make your dream come true, you don't want to be consistent. You don't want to be arrogant. You don't want to be stubborn. So what happens is every single person I know that has ever been a huge monumental success, adapted, adjusted, and, 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 and went with the times. If you don't, you end up like Sears. You end up like Toys R Us out of business. Yeah. Look at Toys R Us. We grew up with this enterprise. All they had to do is 10 years ago is start toy con or something like that and, or become the biggest sponsor of Lego contests or anything. And they still would have been the juggernaut, but they didn't adapt and adjust. They wouldn't let people ship their product on Amazon, and they went out of business. It's the same thing. You start going back and looking at all the different things that didn't adapt and adjust, and you start looking at Blockbuster videos and JCPenney's and all the different stuff. It's their fault. You have to adapt. You have to adjust. You can't be so stuck in your ways. Yeah. No, no. So true. So true. And like you said, a lot of those companies, again, they didn't adapt. And, and, and it is true, you know, that, that you have, especially now, you know, we're looking at, you know, with COVID and, that, you know, we don't know how long this is going to last. We're thinking, ah, is it the end of the year? Is it going to go into early next year? Is this going to permanently change things for forever? Who know, you know, nobody knows. This is why life is so uncertain. You mentioned something about that earlier, you know, in, in the show, but yet we have to adapt. And, you know, we got about 30 seconds uh, to the break, but, you know, if there's anything else you want to, you know, kind of close in on that to really kind of drive what we just talked about home for the listeners. Well, yes. And we also want to make sure that we're not over pivoting out of fear. You know, again, yeah. so watch that big fear word, because if you got a business to business where you normally are doing in-home presentations or things of this nature, and you bring it online, trust me, the moment we're free to get out, we're going to get out again. We have a short attention span and memory. So don't over-adjust. You know, adjust for the times, make way what you have to do, but don't completely change your business venture just because of this one situation because once things open up, I promise you, people will be coming out of the house. Absolutely. So, so true, and that's an important point, not to just pivot on a dime all the time. Great point. Again, you're listening to Dr. Greg Reed, Stickability. Uh, the power of perseverance. We'll be right back. We got more to come. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. 
Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back again. We're here with Dr. Greg Reed, Stickability, the Power of Perseverance. Again, our show is being brought to you by Link2Expert.com. Again, you can check them out where you can find many uh, you know, it, uh, segments that you need to be addressed, either professionally, personally, or any aspect of your life and business. Again, check them out at Link2Expert.com. So if uh, you're just joining us again, we were talking about, you know, the concept behind stickability and the power of perseverance, talking about, uh, you know, the concept of clues, patterns, and choices. Again, we highly encourage you to listen to this show entirety on demand later today. And with that being said, Greg, you know, I wanted to kind of shift gears here and get into kind of like wealth. And, you know, you have a thing called Wealth Made Easy. Let's talk about that. And if you could shed some insight for the listeners. You know, it's interesting. I, again, one of those projects where I went around and interviewed all those people worth $100 million to a $1 billion, and I kept asking these same questions to give me what's called a wealth hack. So instead of, you know, these 14-page or a long, you know, dissertation of what they did, I said, I want to put it in one paragraph, you know, just one, you know, sentence or one page of what exactly how they did it. And what we did is we sat down with the most amazing human beings from the founder of Remax Real Estate Corporation to, you know, Tonino Lamborghini and said, hey, how does, how does this work? And their answers were so simple and so prolific that it started changing the way that I looked at life and business. So, for example, like take Lamborghini, for example, uh, I said, how did you and your dad create so much wealth and abundance with the Lamborghini brand? He says, all you have to do is create a product, good, or service that people will save their money to happily hand it to you. So what do you mean? He says, look, no one's saving all their money to go to your seminar or to buy your book. He goes, but they're going to cash in their 401k life savings to drive one of my cars. He goes, you're not going to spend $4,000 a night to live in your own apartment, but I promise you'll cash in the family's vacation time to go to Anaheim and give it to a mouse with big ears. He goes, if you can create a product, <laughs> good service experience that people save their money to happily hand it to you, you'll never run out of wealth. Wow, that's powerful. That is so true. And I know he is. He is. He has uh, shared his wisdom on your uh, stage at uh, at Secret Knock, and 
And so what are some other things that you can share from your from, you know, people you've talked to and interviewed and had the privilege of getting to know about Wealth Made Easy? Well, it's about not overcomplicating it. I remember I asked this one billionaire, I go, hey, how do you make a billion dollars in dirt? And he said, oh, that's easy. He goes, what? He goes, yeah, he goes, time plus dirt is wealth. So what do you mean? He says, all I do is I look for a town anywhere in the world, little city that's growing exponentially about 25% a year. He goes, go on Google Maps. It's free. You can look it out. And he says, all I do is I look for Broadway, Main Street. And I take a piece of paper and a pencil and I draw a line out eight miles and I buy the dirt. I go, that's it? He goes, that's it. He goes, I rent the dirt to farmers. They pay the lease, so it's free land to me, and I get vegetables for years. And as the town continues to grow at that 25% rate, eventually it ends up on my plot. And since I'm on Broadway Main Street and I own the biggest amount of land, that's what I sold at Costco or Walmart for 800 times what I paid, a billion dollars. So true. And, and it sounds like the way, the, way, the way you make it sound, it, it, it sounds so simple. Like you said, wealth made easy. And yet... It, yet it's, you know, people would, you know, looking at it like how complicated it would, would be to do that, but it doesn't have to be that way. Why do you think, I mean, why do people think that way? Why do they think that it's so complicated all the time? That's what I, 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 I still scratch my head sometimes with people. Yeah. Well, again, I, I, for everyone listening, I'm not a psychologist. That's my mom. I'm, not, you know, I'm just a regular guy. <laughs> and, but I do realize is that people usually think and overcomplicate stuff in their head. It's a bad case of stinking thinking, you know, where they think yeah. things are different or what have you than, than the true reality. Um, I mean, we spend 90% of our time worrying about, you know, 10% that actually comes to life, right? So for myself, I just started changing my mindset where I started seeing what was possible rather than was difficult. You know, one of the people we interviewed in that book, Wealth Made Easy, uh, is Jason Steiner, Steiner Sports. If you ever bought sports memorabilia, oh, yeah. these chances are came from Steiner. And he, I, he says, you know, he goes back in 2007 and eight, we had, you know, the economic collapse with, you know, all the housing and all the different stuff. And it was horrible. And he says, no one was buying sports memorabilia. They couldn't pay their house payment. And I say, I go, how'd you change it? And he goes, well, he goes, we changed the way we looked at things. And he goes, we realized that people are not buying baseballs and expensive, you know, bats and mitts. But we found these plexiglass boxes from China that only cost like a dollar, and we'd sell them for 20 bucks online so people could put their basketball or their thing inside it. <laughs> and he goes, we were making more money selling the box that they would put their stuff in than we would actually sell the product. And I said, really? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, then it got really good. And this guy made a fortune off dirt as well. He said, we realized that people weren't, would spend, let's say, $1,000 for a pair of Derek Jeter shoes, you know, a baseball player. He goes, but they also realized if there was a dirt on those shoes, then they would pay $4,000. But if there were Derek Jeter shoes with dirt and he autographed them, they were worth, you know, $10,000. And I said, what'd you do? And he goes, I bought the dirt. <laughs> I go, what do you mean? He says, well, they're tearing down <laughs> all the Coliseums, all the stadiums. So I came in and I made sure that we hauled all the dirt out of there for free and I got all the dirt. And he goes, I started putting that dirt into pencils and keychains and <laughs> all the different stuff that people were buying for their desk memorabilia, actual turf from, you know, the, uh, you know, the big wall and all this different stuff. And he goes, we made $50 million selling dirt. 
And he goes, sometimes everything you need is literally right below your feet. That is so true. You know, you know it's funny that you say that. Is I have a friend of mine that recently uh, had taken a tour, I believe, of their of their facility where they keep all this stuff. It's like like the warehouse where they have all this stuff. And he were and he mentioned like it was like dirt in in a box, so to speak. You know, basically that you were buying. And and uh, I remember him yeah. showing photos of that, and it was just amazing. Amazing what you can do and how innovative that, you know, one can be with some something just so simple. And so, you know, so what I mean, what are some things that you suggest, Greg, if somebody were listening here, you know, to say wealth made easy, you know, what you know, what they could do, you know, to the best of your, your knowledge, like what they could do right now to find something that could set them up, you know, for success. Well, what they could do is start seeking counsel, ignoring people's opinions. They can surround themselves with people they have respect for, not people they have influence over. And yep. here's the other thing. Look, we need another book. We need another CD, like a hole in the head. If someone's taking the time to listen to even to this podcast right now, you're already different than 80, 90% of every single person you associate with. What we need to do is look ourselves in the mirror and become your own life coach and just go, dude, mm. here's what you need to know, because nobody knows you like you. I can't tell you how many times I walk off stage and people go, what should I do? I go, I don't know yet. I don't know. There's no way for me to tell you that. <laughs> However, I guarantee you should stand in the mirror and tell yourself what to do because you know what you're capable and you know what you're lacking, right? And the whole thing is we, we, what we need to do is become our own personal man in the mirror where we look at ourselves and, and give ourselves direction and tell us where we need to go. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that. It's so true that... It is so, so important. And, you know, again, and this is what builds that confidence in people when they can trust their own selves and knowing that, you know, hey, it doesn't mean everything about you and what you're going to share is going to, you know, be for everyone, but it's going to be for definitely for some. And that's all that matters. You know, just like you talked about before, where, you know, you're not, you may not be successful in every business venture, but it's going to be those one, it might be one or a few out of the 25 that you just hit pay dirt on. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. The others, you know, were just part of the process, part of the journey, part of the learning curve, so to speak. Uh, so, so, so true. So, you know, Greg, what I wanted to do is leave, you know, the last, you know, part of the show here. We've got about, you know, less than five minutes left. So I wanted to kind of just leave about what are some of the things that, you know, that you're working on right now to really help you know, you know, people out there, you know, just, you know, you know, you know, setting things up to really help people with what we shared today to, you know, to take more responsibility for their lives in terms of their success. So rather than coaching and teaching and mentoring and here's how you do it, I'm just busy doing it. And it was really interesting in March of next year, we're going to be hosting Secret Knock again when things open up. And Beautiful. I recommend anyone listening to this and going, you know, it's, I, it, it's my time now. You know, I, I love you, family. I love you, friends. I've been taking care of you. I'm going to start taking care of my own stuff. Because like Les Brown said, we got to fill our own cup first and then feed the world with what flows over. I think it's time for us to start getting a little bit more selfish and start doing things with our own intelligence, our own ideas, our yes. own creations, and stop waiting for permission. So people want to come play with us, go to secretknock.co. We left the M off so no one could find us, and we still end up becoming the Forbes, Inc., and Entrepreneur's Top Business event in the world. And the way we did it is instead of bringing in just authors and teachers, 
we bring in the actual human who's accomplished what everyone else is talking about. So if you got an idea for a clothing line, come hang out at Secret Knock. Meet the founder of a billion-dollar business called Ugg Boots. You know, have a taco with the guy and, you know, ask him some questions over a beer. If you've got an invention, come hang out with Ron Klein, the guy who created the credit card magnetic strip and changed banking. If you want to get into politics, last time we had Presidente Vicente Fox. We've done private Skypes with Edward Snowden while he's hiding in Russia, all the way to, you know, Oscar-winning actors like Richard Dreyfuss, all the way down the line. And we realize the secret of success is to surround yourself with people who are doing what you want to do. Not those who are talking about it or writing about it or talking on stage. Surround yourself with the actual human who's doing it and will cut your learning curve tenfold. Uh, so, so true. I, I love the fact that, and, you, and that's what you've been an inspiration for and through your books, through Secret Knock and, you know, everything you do in terms of of you know sharing with people how all the answers are with inside that you know they can you know talk to mentors and see what they do and then find within themselves to make that happen for themselves and that's so so important and uh you know love what you're you're doing there what are some other things that you got working on greg we've got a few minutes left Uh, i wanted to you know kind of see you know besides i know secret doc which is going to be back in session next year but what are some other things? You got any other movies in place or any other things that you're working on that to bring to the table that value? Yeah, we, we're doing some amazing things. My favorite living author is a guy named Jim Stobel, and he wrote a book called The Ultimate Gift, and it went on to become a giant major motion picture, and he's done eight films, eight major books, and he and I are collaborating to do a new project right now called The Passport. And we think that this book will become another major feature, which will be cool. But I'm also working on a TV show. We filmed the pilot right when COVID started. So have been waiting to get it out into the market. But the founder of the E! Network, E! Entertainment, uh, is working with me um, to actually create the schedule so we can get it out into the network. So anyone listening who runs a network, Get over to me and let me show you a sample of the first uh, episode and see if we can do something together. Absolutely. We'll make sure to share that, too. And even with some of our connections in that space, Greg, we'll make sure and we'll see if we get any feedback. That would be wonderful. Um, well, I mean, this has just been, I mean, such a pleasure to have you here today on the show. I mean, you know, taking time out of your busy schedule and sharing your wisdom and all the things that you've done and, and the people that you've gotten to meet and, and, and share with the world in terms of building success. I, again, personally want to thank you for being on the Sustainable Success Radio Show. And, and guests, we want to thank you each and every week for coming e- each week to hear uh, people like Dr. Greg Reed share from the heart, share their insights to help you find within yourself what you can do to further grow personally and professionally to go to the next level. And again, we're going to be back next week Again, with another great show next Thursday, uh, we'll be ha- having uh, Marsha Martin on. And if you have uh, any questions, uh, feel free to send it to us here at Voice American Influencers Channel, or you can reach out to me at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Again, thank you so much, Greg, for being with us. Thank you, audience, for joining us each and every week. And we wish you guys uh, a sustainable success in everything that you do. Have a great day.
Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.